Welcome to Create Photography, a podcast all about the creative side of photography. This is Daniel Sig. In today's episode, I will have a conversation with New York City-based Russian-born street photographer Gulnara Samailova. Gulnara is a fine art documentary and street photographer. She was born in the city of Ufa in Russia. Back in Russia, Gulnara was a photography teacher and specialized in documentary and conceptual photography. Gulnara is also the founder of Women Street Photographers and the Traveling Exhibition. Gulnara, welcome to Create Photography. I'm really excited to talk to you today. I really appreciate you. Uh, you taking the time and I definitely look forward to learning more about you and your photography. Me too. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm super excited. Thank you. All right. Awesome. So let's start with 9-11 <laughs> and uh, more precisely September 11, 2001, an event that shaped the world and all of us. It's hard to believe that this happened almost 20 years ago. So, What happened to you that day? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get this out of the way. <laughs> um, uh, what happened to me that day? Uh, uh, on September 11, 2001, I was uh, working at the Associated Press, but I was at home. Uh, sleeping actually because I, I didn't have to report to AP until later. Uh, so I was sleeping and I was uh, waking up uh, from sirens uh, mm. because I used to live uh, four blocks away from the World Trade Center mm. uh, near Police Plaza, near the hospital and um, uh, firefighter station. So all the sirens was just uh, very loud and didn't stop. So I woke up and turned the TV on and every, you know, and I saw everything uh, that everybody saw that the first uh, building was on, on fire mm -hmm. and nobody really knew what was happening. And then on TV, I see the second plane enter the building and I hear it at the same time because I, I'm, I was living so close. Mm-hmm. So, so I grabbed my camera and I, and I run there. Hmm. Um, so when I arrived, um, uh, very shortly, I, I just, uh, started taking pictures. I, I didn't know at the time, you know, what kind of planes, what was happening. I know it was intentional mm -hmm. because, you know, two planes, right. uh, flying into two buildings, uh, it, it was not an accident. Mm -hmm. So I, um, yeah, I began taking pictures and uh, focusing on people. Um, and when I was, uh, you know, short story, when I was standing uh, right across the street from the World Trade Center, the South Tower began to collapse. Hmm. And I took this one, uh, now it's well-known photograph of the beginning of the collapse 
and um, somebody screamed, you know, run, and we'll start running. And um, uh, I didn't run too far. I fell. Um, looking back, I think it was like a mini earthquake. You know, hmm. I fell mm-hmm. and looked back and saw this humongous um, cloud of debris and just approaching me and then um, covering me. You know, I, I hid behind the car. It was a, I was on the street um, mm-hmm. and hid behind the car. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, that cloud and debris just, you know, the car was shaking. It was really strong. Mm-hmm. And it's like a being in a tunnel with like, you know, big, strong wind. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, it then it was uh, you know it was very dark, silent. Uh, to me, I think I was just lost, like hearing temporary because it was such a loud so bang. Loud, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking uh, back on videos, there were some sound, uh, but I just couldn't hear. To me, it was just so silent, and I, I thought mm. that was I buried. I was buried alive. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, yeah, it was crazy. It was. It, yeah, it was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And then, as soon as I start seeing um, some blinking lights from emergency vehicles i knew i was alive <laughs> and but i was in such a state of shock uh and i would start taking pictures again just like uh, i guess to um separate myself from reality i mean the camera mm-hmm. be, you know became my shield and but i don't remember like changing film um, or lens, um, or taking a photo of my most known photo that I won World Press Photo Award. I don't remember taking it. Hmm. Um, yeah, that day I shot two and a half rolls, about a hundred frames, and um, then I went home. I, I came home. I developed film. Uh, developed film. I mixed. The Mix the chemicals, mix the developer and the fixer, developed a black and white film. Uh, I had a roll of uh, color film, which is, was, to this days, I don't know how it got in my bag because <laughs> I was not a color shooter. Mm-hmm. I almost developed it, but then I was, in the, I guess, in the right state of mind to see that it was a different color canister. So I walked um, uh, to AP with a tank with a wet film still inside. And, um, yeah, and I delivered the film. Hmm. So that's the short story. Wow. And so so now for you looking, and thanks for sharing that, and and obviously very scary and you know we you know for uh, for me like i was i was here in minneapolis st paul so it's of, of course very different experience but um so now for you looking back is that is that something you still think about from time to time or um 
Is that I of course I think about it. I mm -hmm. yeah, you know I cannot escape it. Um, about uh, fourteen of my my photographs became um, well known, and mm -hmm. every year I get requests for you know publishing my photos or. Um, being in documentaries, I got requests for interviews, and um, I still get emails from people who recognize themselves or or their loved ones. Uh, mm -hmm. I I will never es escape. I will never forget it. I mean, I you know it's a um, plus. It changed my mind and my life completely. Like. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, like it changed my life. Absolutely, you know, it's a hundred percent. So, so your journey in photography started, you know, earlier than what we just discussed in two thousand and one. And um, can you tell me a little bit more about how you got started in photography, and maybe also more about your work in Russia? Yes, of course. Uh, we we just chatted about you know me, me skiing and um, yep. actually yep. Uh, in Russia I'm from Ufa, uh, it's a capital of Bashkortostan uh, on tip of a Ural Mountains in Russia, mm -hmm. and uh, I was uh, going to yeah I was I was so passionate about skiing. Uh, and uh, but I started late. I was about ten years old, so I started late <laughs> to become <laughs> like a, a, an Olympic skier. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I continued um, uh, to do it because I, I loved it, and I and I thought I would be a ski instructor. Um, hmm. But when I turned fifteen, I got into. Um, this photography class and it was after school kind of a program and with a friend of mine we went to this class and the teacher brought us all in, into the dark room and turned the lights off and turned the red light on exposed the paper and put it in the developer and when the image began developing I thought it was the most magical thing, like, ever. To me, mm -hmm. I was witnessing, like, you know, you're in the dark room, mm -hmm. and you see a print in front of you. And right there, I decided that that's what I want to do to the rest of my life, is to be mm -hmm. a photographer. Wow. So that's changed. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's changed my life to to, to chick trajectory trajectory <laughs> right right um, right mm -hmm. uh, because i i had like this plastic uh camera this soviet camera and i was um just taking pictures it was always around my neck and i was taking pictures of everybody and everything um and i i just yeah, I just I loved it, and I built a dark room in my closet. I had like a closet. Uh, you would call it like a walk-in closet, I guess. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it was a tiny, 
it was a tiny one, like a, you know, one meter by one meter. But I, I have um, a table and little trays and a, like a little enlarger. And that's where I would just escape from the reality of my uh, teenage life in Soviet mm -hmm. Union <laughs> in 1980s. Mm -hmm. That's great. So when I, um, I'm drinking tea. So <laughs> uh, when, oh, yeah. I, when I finished uh, high school, I just marched into this um, centralized uh, photography. I don't know. What do you call it? Like photography. Um, not even studio. It's like a factory where they would print, make prints. And I mean, that was the only thing I knew. So I walked in and I said, give me any job. And they, they hired me as a um, print washer. So I would wash all those prints and then turn them into sepia tone and cut them uh, into uh, whatever the size, the standard size, and put them in envelopes and uh, to be uh, delivered to all these photography studios around Ufa. So that was my first job. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, I mean, I'm, I'm very, um, I guess, uh, determined. And mm -hmm. I, I had that job like for maybe a couple of months. I knew, I already knew how to make prints. So I applied for a job as a printer, uh, which I got really fast. And, uh, and then I, uh, from there, I became a photography studio, a studio photographer, uh, taking photos of, uh, you know, portraits and, you know, with the big, uh, um, cameras, um, like eight by 10, you know, big size, like, you know, on the tripod, mm -hmm. <laughs> you yep, make yep. like a manual <laughs> exposure. Right, right. Yeah. And make a big negatives, which I used to retouch negatives. So, uh, oh wow, yeah. And make contact uh, prints. Uh, so yeah, this is like I'm a very old school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I suppose that's how you learn a lot about, you know, the whole process, and you know, from from taking the picture all the way to printing, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's how I learned uh, everything, printing and studio lighting and retouching. Uh, what else? Yeah, and then after that, I actually was hired to teach in the same school uh, where I went to uh, study photography in the first time when I was 15. Mm -hmm. So I was very young. I was like uh, maybe 19. Uh, hmm. where I began teaching uh, teenagers. Wow. And so then how long, so how long did you do that, the, the teaching part? Uh, I was doing that until, I, I think I was doing it for like four years, but it was not only teaching. You know, I, was, I, was, mm -hmm. I would teach a couple of times a week um, I mean, it was a full-time job, but it was like, no, I was teaching four times a week, like four hours. But the rest of the time, I was doing um, freelance work for a newspaper. Uh, I started doing that 
very young, uh, when I was, I think, 18. So I was freelancing for local newspapers, doing assignments. Mm -hmm. And um, I did like a lot of fashion photography and street photography and uh, my my own fine art. I did a lot of um, uh, hand painting, my own pictures. I, I, I did. A lot. I was busy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, more, mm -hmm. I was very busy, <laughs> and um, so yeah, I, ju I just enjoyed it so much. It it it, it you know being creative. Uh, it just opens your mind to different. Um, level, you know, in, growing up in Russia, I mean, everyone expecting you to, be, you know, go to college and become like engineer or a teacher or right, a doctor. Right. Uh, but it's I wasn't interested in that, and um, and my my mother, I mean, did she didn't uh, encourage me? I mean, she, uh, she basically left me into you know whatever I wanted to do. So, mm -hmm. so that was kind of a <laughs> blessing. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so let's talk about your fine art photography a little bit more you were one of the first artists in the soviet union to mix photography oil painting and collage um you explored issues including neglected elderly single mothers air pollution and aids in your art can you tell me a little bit more about that part of your photographic and artistic journey Uh, yes, with pleasure. Um, when I was still back in Russia, I attended college in, in Moscow. And mm -hmm. there was this um, big exhibition by Gilbert and George. And I was, you know, I went to that exhibition and they had those huge photographs that were hand-painted. I mean, they were just, you know, collages and hand-painted, and, and they were, like, so bright and um, graphic, and, you know, and there are big photos of, the, of themselves. And I was so inspired uh, by looking at those photographs uh, because at then I realized that I can do whatever I want to my own photography. And, you know, I was doing just black and white straight up. And, but it, this kind of gave me permission to just open my mind further mm -hmm. and to um, start creating this uh, hand painted photographs where I would just express my frustration through my art. You know, it was late 80s, and there were, uh, you know, rise of AIDS, and there were pollution uh, issues, and I had, like, friends who were single mothers, and it was a kind of like a taboo in when I was growing up, like, you must be married, you know, divorce is bad, or, or if you have a child outside of you know, if you're single and you have a child without a husband. So it was, I was really frustrated by those issues. I thought it was mm -hmm. not fair. And uh, having, creating those uh, art pieces uh, just helped me to, 
to express my views. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, yes, it was it was unique and kind of uh, misunderstood. Uh, there were a couple more women actually <clears throat> uh, doing something similar, uh, being creative with their own arts. And uh, I learned about them in one of the festivals that I attended. Um, uh, uh, one of them, Vita Buivet, uh, amazing artist uh, in Moscow. We're still friends. Hmm. And so, yeah. And then uh, at the same time, I was uh, also creating a different projects. Uh, you know, I was, I was young. I don't know how old I was in late 80s. Uh, I don't know, 25 maybe. And so I was the, you know, I was the only female fine art photographers in Bashkortostan. Mm-hmm. And I would go to all these festivals and, you know, I had a lot of, I, I faced a lot of sexism from, hmm. from guys telling me uh, all kind of um, things. But one of the, one of the, <laughs> interesting things that they would ask me to take pictures of, of me. And I just didn't like the way they portrayed uh, women and their photographs. So I got so frustrated. So I began my own project of, of um, male nudes, but in a very artistic and tasteful way, <laughs> if you must say. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. so controversial, you know, Bashkortostan is a, a Muslim republic, mm-hmm. and it's not like very conservative, but it's still, you know, uh, to for a female photographer take photographs of male nudes. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very, um, very, very controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that plus my hand painted. So it was, um, yeah, it was. Uh, I had a lot of heat, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the press loved it. I got a lot of good press, um, and uh, right before I left, I had a huge uh, exhibition at the uh, Lenin Museum hmm. uh, in 1992. And the announce uh, in the newspaper was like, hurry up to see male nudes <laughs> <laughs> in, Le- in Lenin Museum. I still have that <laughs> newspaper clip. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was hilarious. And so so was that around the time? Where, when did you leave to... Um, you, you emigrated to the U.S., correct? I left uh, Russia in 1992. Uh, okay. I didn't really immigrate. Uh, I came here um, by invitation uh, because I was one of the 14 young Russian photographers that were chosen to exhibit um, in a traveling exhibition around the United States. Mm-hmm. So I had the invitation uh, and a visa support from a White House. <laughs> oh, wow. So I was, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so it was 
so yeah, I, I came to New York and I uh, just fell in love with New York right away. I mean, mm -hmm. it was, you know, coming from uh, Ufa, which is industrial city with like a million point two uh, hundred thousand people. And, you know, coming to New York, this modern urban jungle, I, I just fell in love with New York. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was magical. <laughs> and I just never left back. I never went back. Gulnar, you're both a fine art photographer and also a street photographer. How are those two worlds similar and also perhaps different for you personally? Do you make a clear distinction for yourself and for your viewers? And are there perhaps certain aspects that blend between those two genres? Uh, it's a it's a good question. Um, well, one of the things I don't like to do is just to define like who I am as a photographer, mm -hmm. um, because I do so many things at the same time. Uh, I do hand painted collages and I do street photography, and sometimes I combine. Not sometimes, I can't. lately actually, that's what I do. I combine my street photography with my fine art. Uh, I make a print of my street pictures and then I hand paint them with oil and I glue some collages uh, on top of it. So here it is. And uh, one of the things I learned uh, from early on is I don't like to be uh, put myself in a box of uh, or label, let's mm -hmm. say. Yep. And yep. and that's what I teach my students too. Like I always say, you know, if you enjoy doing landscapes, then do the landscapes. You don't have to mm -hmm. agonize <laughs> and you know and be a street photographer just because it's in fashion, you know. Right, right. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy something else, just just do it. And that's what I um, uh, I see in, uh, like, uh, social media. A lot of photographers, they have multiple accounts for different genres, which yes. is, to me is like, why? Why? <laughs> why? <laughs> right. <laughs> why split your followers? I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, your your let's say commercial uh, clients might want to see what you do with your um, with your uh, photography, uh, creative photography, yep. and vice yep. versa. You know, when you, uh, I mean, I if you go to my personal Instagram account, you see everything. Yep. Like, I yep. don't have. Mm -hmm. uh, separate accounts uh when i used to have a business i i did have a separate uh business account but i would post my street photos and selfies and my hand painted mm -hmm. <laughs> and i mean uh i want my client i wanted my client to know that i am uh a lot of things mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that i do a lot of a lot of things and that's how the right. way i curate uh, women street photographers uh, Instagram account. It's it's totally not curated <laughs> mm -hmm, in a way. Mm -hmm. It's like it's not perfect, you, right, you know. And right. I like surprise my followers. You know, mm -hmm. um, it just I, I I don't want it to be 
in the like expected format. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want it to be messy. Yeah, uh, I want it to be imperfect. <laughs> right, right. Um, and this is what I, I when I search for uh, women street photographers, and I go and uh, view their accounts. I want to see that uh, uh, kaleidoscope of different things. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see their personalities and what mm-hmm. they do and how they look and who they are, their names and where they live. Uh, you'll be surprised how many times I like, I want to see, um, I mean, it's actually getting better now in terms of uh, like before I, I wouldn't even know the, not only their names, if they're like male or female or a lot of female photographers would hide um, because they didn't want to uh, people know their sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was sad for me because we need to be, you know, our work needs to be seen uh, and be known, you know. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a very sensitive issue for me. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, and it's a great... I mean, a great answer. I think also what you mentioned about the genres, which very much resonates with me as well. I think it's 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 a it's a dangerous thing sometimes with the genres. I mean, we sometimes we need those, right, just to define certain things or for for conversation or communication purposes. But anyway, no, no, I I totally understand. No, but the thing is, like when when, uh, for example, uh, there are photographers who let's say, only shoot, um, I don't know, black and white. They have one account for black and white, one account for mm-hmm. color. And they put themselves in that, like, a box. And it's very hard to get out of it, mm-hmm. especially when you fixate it on, like, your social media account to be, like, right. perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you want to, like, you know, you want to put something else and then you don't want to, like, break that perfection of, you mm-hmm. know uh so it's hard and then you know it's hard it's hard so that's mm-hmm. why i recommend just you know keep it simple keep mm-hmm. it uh be real and be authentic and mm-hmm. um i see more and more and more what people are drawn to is authenticity mm-hmm. you know they want to see um they want to see personality this is what i mm-hmm. want to see mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's really interesting. I mean, I, I personally, um, and I had some conversations on, on the podcast about this too, you know, I'm not a, not a huge fan of social media, but I also understand, you know, how it, how it can be used and maybe what you mentioned actually resonated, resonates with me because I, I do feel like it's very inauthentic. I mean, for most part, um, and, you know, there's things are being portrayed that are just not authentic not really true <laughs> and um so i i think it's a yeah it's it, it's a big problem i think with social media in general but um anyway back back to um so i so i have to use the short street photography for a second but but your journey in 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 that street photography genre if you want to call it that started in 2012 and you attended a workshop by mary ellen mark in 2014 can you tell me a little bit more about you know the time you started uh in street photography then 
Well, I started street photography back in Russia, but I didn't know it was okay. like street photography. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I just, you know, I, I would go to Moscow and I would was fascinated by people. You know, it was different than where I came from. Mm-hmm. And um, when I, I kind of uh, restarted my... Uh, love for street photography when I was actually hired uh, to be a personal photographer for this family and we went to China so they hired to, to they hired me to document their vacation in China uh, for two weeks and so I went there with my big uh, professional cameras you know I had like on each shoulder and then I brought my little point and shoot Leica and I literally was like, you know, shooting from a hip, you know, just <laughs> for fun, mm-hmm. you know. And when I got back, I look at those uh, photos and I really, um, I really liked it. You know, I, I, you know, it came out good. Uh, a couple of them I still use in my street portfolio. And it really made me feel... Um, it made me realize how much I've missed being creative for myself, you know? And Mm -hmm. at the time I had a very, very successful uh, wedding photography business. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a high stress job, you know, when you're working with like high end clients and celebrities and it's, and traveling, I was a destination photographer. So, Doing something like, although I did, uh, I mean, a lot of creative stuff for my clients and that's why they were hiring me, but I really, really wanted to just create for me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I start, began thinking that I really miss it and what, what can I do to um, shoot less commercial and more for myself. And... I uh, took a workshop by Peter Turley, who is a friend of mine for a long time. And I joined his workshop in Havana, Cuba in 2013. I went there for a week. And it was just magical. I mean, I fell in love with photography again. And, you know, being in Cuba with no like social media, no phones, and you just focus on photography, mm-hmm. <laughs> you walk around taking pictures and don't you know, not worry. There is no like everyday worries. And that trip actually inspired me to create an artist residency later on mm-hmm. for uh, women photographers. So when I get back from Cuba, uh, it was an important uh, trip for me because I realized I love street photography and I also realized that I am uh, pretty good at it. You know, I enjoy it. You know, I enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. And, but the most importantly, I, I made me so happy, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, later on, I took uh, a workshop with um, 
uh, Alex Webb and Rebecca Norris Webb here in New York, who made me fall in love with uh, New York, actually, because I had I had um, challenging time taking pictures in New York. Uh, and then I took a workshop, her last workshop with Marilyn Mark, who I met uh, back in the 90s, and I always wanted to take her workshop in Oaxaca, but mm. I was busy in my business, and so I would never, like, it was never um, whatever the, her workshop. I was already booked, uh, but but because I slowed down with my business, I was able to take her workshop in New York, and uh, that was a life changing for me uh, in terms of um, she encouraged me to. Uh, Continue. I mean, she like she solidified my desire to be an artist. Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. And her encouragement meant so much to me, especially when she sent me a uh, a, a letter that she typed in, like on this world document, and which it it was uh, such a wonderful letter that made me like so emotional reading it. Um, and after that in, uh, letter, I was just absolutely sure that, okay, I need to continue with my art. Mm-hmm. And in her words, uh, she wrote like, you own it to yourself. And I took it to, uh, as a, like, I took it as a call for action. Like, okay, I'm owed to myself. I and I need to, you know, I need to, um, and I have to continue to create. So I made some changes in my life, and um, uh, and after, yeah, and that's how I start to uh, begun my uh, hand painted collages again, uh, and. Uh, what else? And then, yeah, then Trump got elected, and that uh, made you know I made a lot of changes after mm-hmm. that as well, mm-hmm. uh, including starting women's street photographers. So, mm-hmm. so that was a direct um, uh, result of the election. Hmm. Yeah, and that, that, that's actually one um, one point I wanted to maybe, maybe let's skip to that question. Um, I like to talk to you about the Women's Street Photographers um, organization that you founded. Um, the Instagram handle for our listeners is Women's Street Photographers, and I think there's also the website womenstreetphotographers.com. Um, I had a Nina Welsh Kling on the podcast as well she's also a new york city-based street photographer she yeah, actually recommended that i yes <laughs> and she recommended i talk to you which i'm very uh, uh very grateful for so um yeah can you can you tell me a little bit more about the organization and its goals um and so forth and how how that all came about uh, you you mentioned a little bit already um well I don't think it's like it's organizations. It's just two of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, after Trump elected, I wanted to amplify voice, 
female voice. And I was thinking, like, how can I do that? And, you know, with all the controversy around him and his sexism towards women and uh, allegations of... It was just... I, I got really scared because, you know, I experienced that already in Russia. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I enjoyed about America is the freedom of being, um, uh, you know, a woman uh, and, you know, being an artist. And, I, I, I you know, I love New York. It's so um, diverse. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to create a uh, exhibition of uh, women street photographers. So I began my search and I went to you know Instagram and I created an Instagram account uh, and I just called it as it is women street photographers. And basically, at the beginning, it was my own catalog because I would be searching for uh, women photographers and I. It, it, it was just so challenging to mm-hmm. find, uh, you know, there were like a lot of street photography accounts. And you see a lot of posts uh, by male photographers and then, you know, maybe one out of like 30 or 40, uh, you see female photographers. So it took a lot of work, like, you know, make, going to the account and making sure if there are female photographers and and I start saving them, uh, and then I just like okay, let me create a separate account and and just so I have all the saved photos in one place, and then I just start posting, um, you know, little by little, and then um, I thought you know I needed to create a, a value, so I began writing you know why i like certain photos and then i had a uh exhibition uh in art space uh here in new york uh so i so yeah in december of 2018 and i featured 95 photographers i uh, it was it was actually <clears throat> Excuse me. It was amazing to see uh, that <laughs> I didn't know like a single a photographer when I started this whole thing, and then realizing how many of us are out in the world, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, silently doing you know our own thing, <laughs> and um, so the Instagram feed became really popular really fast. Uh, so after the first exhibition, I created a Instagram, uh, not the website, mm-hmm. where I would post uh, work uh, by exhibiting artists only. And then I created a first artist residency. Um, oh, after the first exhibition, I met Zimene Chagwe, who was one of the photographers uh, at the exhibition. So we met and we just couldn't stop talking. We just had a, such a great chemistry. And we had same passion and same vision. So she began helping me to uh, get this exhibition to different festivals. And uh, so, so far, 
we curated like 15 exhibitions hmm. around the world. Wow. And last year, thanks God, she officially joined um, me. So we are uh, working really hard on... Uh, so we have artist residency. We have we uh, produced three short films last year uh, due to pandemic. Uh, so there's three inspirational short films. Mm-hmm. And we also about to publish our first magazine, uh, uh, interactive multimedia online magazine. And um, we also just had our first virtual interactive exhibition. And um, I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Mm. I mean, we are, and then plus the book. Oh, how can yeah. I forget? I also yeah. <laughs> just published my first book. Right, right. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that was uh, that was incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we, yeah, we have so many plans. So we yeah. are we're busy. Yeah. Lots going on, and and so, so people can find that on womenstreetphotographers.com. So I certainly encourage our listeners to go check that out. I've already discovered several fantastic photographers on that website, so I think it's it's definitely worthwhile. I think they can find links to the book as well. Correct? Uh, yes. I mean, okay. Uh, okay. the book is uh, available wide world and the local bookshops or online. I, I encourage to buy it from local uh, bookstores to okay. support their small businesses. Okay. I also just um, released a uh, art edition uh, with a limited edition print of mine uh, that is in the book. Okay. So that is available. Uh, That's and, uh, so yeah, I mean, I also want to mention that the book is published uh, by Pristel and uh, Forward uh, is written by Amy Vitale, uh, world-known National Geographic photographer, mm-hmm. and a wonderful, brilliant essay by Melissa Breyer. And uh, the design is by Shaz Madani. And uh, I also want to mention... Uh, my editor, Anna Godfrey, who was just fantastic to work with. And I dedicated this uh, book to the memory of Marilyn Mark. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's great. Yeah, so I definitely, I wanted to cover that um, as well. So um, so going back to you, and so you are very interested in the human condition. I think something that transcends your work. Um, so... I want to take that maybe in a little different direction. So when you teach your workshops, do you feel like that, you know, you're in, you're generally interested in, in people. <laughs> does that, is that easier for you to, you know, does that help you with your work when you give your workshops? Um, the, well, I believe, um, I personally believe street photography needs to be um, free, you know, mm-hmm. and free of any uh, cliches and standards and just 
street photography is fun. Street photography is something you can do anywhere. You know, street photography doesn't have to be a big metropolis right. uh, <laughs> city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a dirt road in a village. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and that's what I uh, was hoping to achieve with the with the book, mm-hmm. uh, which featured a hundred uh, women photographers from their twenties to seventies, from thirty one countries and thirty four nationalities. <clears throat> so, I when I teach my workshops, I I like to teach uh, how to overcome fear of approaching mm-hmm. strangers. Yep. And I think it's very helpful uh, in terms of um, it. Just it makes you brave, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of street photographers, I would say, are introverts, <laughs> and that's why they do street photography. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to to know how to be brave when mm-hmm. when you interact with strangers or when you're taking some pictures of someone and they notice uh, you're taking photos, uh, just not to freak out and just embrace that fact. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of uh, photographers complain that you know they get chased away or they get yelled at, or and I think it's um, because maybe. They pretended they didn't take a picture, you know. Uh, so I teach how to to be brave mm-hmm. with strangers, mm-hmm. and um, I'm a big fan of street portraits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do that um, a lot, and uh, I I wanted to be when I take photographs. It not if it's not even street portraits, but if there is scene. I don't just take a couple of shots. I stay there a long time, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes like 30 minutes uh, because, you know, I blend into the scene and I let people get used to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they forget about me, they continue to do their own thing. And right. that's when I make my photographs. That's Got when it. I move freely. That's when I can improve my mm-hmm. composition or... Uh, wait for that moment that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, if I may, I, I want to read a quote that kind of goes along those lines from your website. So it's from one of your workshop attendees. Um, it goes as follows. So to watch Gulnara shoot in the street is seriously mind-blowing. She's by far the bravest, most confident and intentional photographer I've watched. So, um, end quote. So, so you talked about bravery a little bit. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the inten- intentionality. Um, and you, you alluded to that a little bit as well with how you go about that. But I'm, I'm always very interested in hearing artists talk about how they go about their photography. Understanding that street is maybe sometimes a little different than other shorts. And yeah, if we, if we believe in shorts, <laughs> but, um, so I guess uh, going back to to the question, um, how do you feel about intuitive, you know, the intuition, and how does the because you you are intentional, right? You would probably agree with that, I assume, and kind of you described that to me a little bit. But how do you feel about intuition, and do you feel like you 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 kind of use both? Um, 
yeah, so that's kind of the the the, the question. <laughs> Intuition is very important. Okay. Very important. I mean, I I always teach my students like trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we walk around and we see something, we don't know why we like it. We take like one shot and we continue. And then that one shot ends up being the best shot. And and I always say, like, trust your intuition. If you see something, take several shots, you know, and uh, don't think while you're on the street, you know, think about when you're in front of the computer, look at your work. Mm-hmm. And a lot of photographers overthink, you yep. know, they, yep. over, and again, you know, street photography is, to me, is a meditative state. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me, uh, aware of my surroundings, but yet it's like being relaxed. And also it teaches you uh, body language. <clears throat> you know, you can uh, read uh, people's um, facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's harder now with the masks, but still you can watch their body language. You can still see their eyes. <laughs> Excuse me. So, intuition is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm not always like intentional photographer. I mean, I can stand in the corner of the street and just take photos of people passing by. But I challenge myself in terms of, um, you know, looking for interesting people or if I see something, I don't know why I got drawn to that person, but I take photos anyway. Uh, you know, and the the storage is so cheap that those cards mm-hmm. are so cheap. So you know, take mm-hmm. take photos. It's not like film. It's not like you're right. wasting film. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, do you still do film? Speaking of uh, film, I know your you, your photographs have still a very filmic look, and I assume some of the older ones are probably still film, but um, do you still fo- uh, use film these days or not as much? No, I do have film cameras. I mm-hmm. just don't uh, shoot film because it's just, uh, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, good answer. <laughs> I understand. Yep. And, you know, yep. digital now it's such a great quality mm-hmm. and i was a i i resisted it for so long in the digital but once i embraced it i you know i love it mhm mhm yeah yeah there's and i mean there's so much you can do with with digital these days it's uh it's yeah i totally get and i get the time time aspect as well absolutely yeah um so so i have a i have a few images i i i wanted to discuss with you um and i know i i emailed them to you um so so we i don't want to i didn't want to blindside you with those with those particular images that i but i'd love to maybe if we could briefly discuss them um together and maybe discuss a little bit the story behind them so they're all from cuba um and yeah if if that's okay with you 
Could we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, awesome. So the first one, and maybe I just briefly describe so you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so it's the one with. Um, so we have um, some girls that are. So it's. So I. Th so it's in black and white. Um, there's some girls. Um, one girl has like a, a water bottle, and uh, they're kind of getting their. Think they're getting ready for something it looks like uh, it could be in a locker room or something i'm not totally sure um they they have like almost gymnast clothes on but anyway so that's so there are these four girls and it's just a very interesting scene but maybe i'll let you take it from here if you if you know which uh, yeah 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 of I'm course I, I know. okay okay yes <laughs> got it okay so that was uh i took that photo uh during the workshop in Havana, okay. and uh, we, uh, Peter took us to ballet school, uh, like this outdoor ballet school. And I, you know, I went to use a, a restroom and I just, it's actually in the restroom. Uh, there's oh, okay. girls just sitting on this, I don't know, like, it's not a bench, but it's mm -hmm. a, they were sitting by the window. So something. that light yeah, is mm -hmm. coming from the window. Yes. beautiful light and mm -hmm. i just i just stood in front of them and i started taking pictures and they totally ignored me <laughs> i mean of course they noticed me but again that's mm -hmm. the beauty of being an intentional photographer is that you know i was standing in front of them i was taking pictures and then they just they forgot about me and they were talking to each other and that's mm -hmm. what led me to work on my composition and being aware of their body language. And uh, I love that photo, you know, with mm -hmm. all the triangle shapes and, mm -hmm. and the facial expressions. And yep. um, yeah. So. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful photo. And we'll link, uh, we'll have those photos in the, in the show notes as well. So then our, our listeners can, can go check them out. So, all right. Well, let's move to the the second one. Um, so this one is in a. Um, so it's in black and white as well. We have a mother there with her little baby. Um, she's actually smoking a cigarette, and she's I think on her bed with a kind of a, a white bleached wall uh, in the background. Yeah, maybe if you wanna. Tell me the story here as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> talking about intuition, uh, I was in my early walk. I left the hotel and I went for a walk for with a like, couple of guys. And it's like early morning, like 9 a.m., which is early for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe like 8.30 even in the morning. And, and it's so bright and sunny and hot already. And so we're walking on the street and I just with the corner of my eye I like I felt a movement so we you know we keep walking and almost to the corner and I'm like you know guys you keep walking uh I just I need to go back mm -hmm. so I went back and I see like a door open slightly and I uh, put my head in in door and and it's like I can't really see anything. I just see like this woman's shape, you know, sitting on the mattress. I don't see the baby yet, 
And so then when my eyes adjusted, I, you know, I showed my camera and I waved and I smiled and, and she invited me inside. So I came inside and it's like a tiny room and it's really dark. I mean, I was shooting at like 3,400 ISO. Mm. That's how dark it was. Mm. And the light Uh was only coming from a, a door slightly open. Mm-hmm. And so I started taking pictures, and then I noticed the baby, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, I got so excited. Actually, I recognized, you know, this gorgeous woman smoking a cigarette, and there's a baby, and this mattress, and you know, and it was very clean, actually, uh, clean room, mm-hmm. but very modest, and. Mm-hmm. So I spent there maybe, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes, not much. Mm. And I left. Uh, I gave her some money and I left. And so when I came back home to New York, I don't know, I was so excited about that photo. I I made this photo like really big. I think I made a print um, like 30 by 60 inches, huge. And I framed Mm -hmm. it. I had a frame. So I sat on the couch and I right in front of this frame and, and I looked at it for a while and it was then when I realized that I can still take good photo (laughs) because I was, it was a very important to realize it to my own self because I was struggling with um, insecurities about my work because, you know, I, I took this famous 9-11 photos and mm-hmm. I wondered if I ever will take a good photograph after that. Like, will people mm-hmm. compare my work, all this, to my 9-11 work? <clears throat> so... You know, it. I couldn't even take photos because of that for a, a quite a while, actually, for a few years. Oh, okay. hmm. And this photo, and then a letter from Mary Ellen Mark later on, really changed my perspective into my own photography. Um, hmm. So, yeah, it's it's a very important photograph to to me. Hmm in terms of it gave me a confidence in my work. Well, first of all, um, I want to thank you so much um, for being on Create Photography today. Um, it was really a pleasure. I know we had we had a couple technical issues to work through together. So, so thanks for your patience uh, through that. And yeah, it was great to learn more about, you know, your journey, your photography. We didn't cover everything, but, you know, we, we covered you know, some good ground and discussed some of your photographs, the women street photographers. So again, we'll link to all of that, including the the book as well in the show notes at danielsickphotography.com forward slash podcast. So people can find it there. And yeah, I just thank, thanks so much again. Really appreciate it. No, my, my most pleasure. I mean, I really appreciate it. Uh, you inviting me and, uh, and for the opportunity to talk about my work and 
women's street photographers, uh, which is very important to me. This concludes my conversation with Gulnara Samailova. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find the show notes at danielsickphotography.com forward slash episode 041. We will have some of her photographs, her website, her Instagram, and also links to the Women's Street Photographers website and Instagram, as well as book. Thanks so much for listening and talk to you next time. Thank you.